All right, welcome back to the podcast. This is a bonus episode. Welcome to it. I had thought actually never to do another bonus episode on this podcast, but I, you know, I saw something creeping along out there in the uh, in the world of journalism and news media, and I felt like I would address it. Bonus episodes really are separate from the Letters from Our Founding Fathers podcast to a certain extent. They, they usually tie into history in some particular kind of way, and just kind of an off-topic history subject that I wanted to talk about. And this has to do with, uh, as you might guess by the title of the episode, the, uh, the atomic bomb. You know, in recognition of the uh, Oppenheimer movie that has been released recently, I thought I would talk about this just to put things in perspective. Perspective is something that this country has a lot of trouble with, and every once in a while I like to help as best as I possibly can. There has been in this country and outside of this country for some time some debate about whether or not the atomic bombs should have been used in World War II, and the the, the argument is basically that they were unnecessary. It wasn't appropriate to drop the bombs because civilians were killed. Even if it meant, you know, having to invade Japan with the military and losing somewhere between 500,000 and 750,000 or whatever the estimates are, how, how many, you know, United States soldiers we would have lost. Of course, Jap- Japan would have lost probably a lot more civilians than they lost in the atomic bombings, but nobody really pays much attention to that. But there's also this kind of thought that Japan was going to surrender anyway, mainly because of the, the Soviet invasion of Manchuria, and so on and so forth, the opening of that second front in the war, and that that would compel the Japanese to surrender without the use of the atomic bombs. Number one, that wasn't guaranteed. Number two, the plan was set in motion to drop those atomic bombs long before the Soviets ever declared war on Japan. It actually happened, like, I think literally the day after the first atomic bomb was dropped. So long after, many, many weeks, months really after the logistics were put in place to drop that bomb. So there's that problem with their specious argument. But more specifically, you know, it's real easy to sit, sit back from the cheap seats of 2023 in our comfort in our comfort and our luxury in some cases, not in all cases, but in some cases, and pontificate about whether or not it was a good idea or not to drop the bomb without actually having any perspective on the ground. There are a few people who like to point out that perspective of American soldiers dying every day in that war, and they need to bring it to a swift conclusion. But beyond that, there's actually, for some reason, we we kind of bicker about the cruelty that it was to drop the atomic bombs, yet we don't ever really talk about what it was we were stopping in any meaningful way. People say, you know, well, we were trying to stop the war. Yes, we were. But what does that mean? The devil's in the details. Well, you know, we are trying to stop American soldiers and servicemen from being killed on the front lines and bring our bring our men and our soldiers back to the states as soon as possible. Bring a swift conclusion to the war. Yes, that's true. But what else? What else was going on? What else were we trying to stop? To understand the need to drop the atomic bombs, we have to understand what we were trying to stop. And I want to articulate this to you in, in, in as brief a terms as possible. I'm not going to go into detail. And, you know, my disclaimer for this episode is that I am about to describe some very disturbing things to you. And if there are children within the sound of my voice, probably stop listening to the podcast. Send the children out of the room. If you are offended or disturbed by discussions of brutal violence, probably stop listening to this episode of the podcast. However, I would uh, encourage those who do have the stomach for it to stay, because this is history, and it's important that we understand what was really going on during World War II, instead of the, uh, in some cases, not in, not in most cases, but in some cases, the fantasy land presentation of what really happened, the, uh, the kind of whitewashed version of history that people like to present. 
Japan was not just at war with the United States of America, it was at war with China. And it was in Korea, and other places, but China probably got some of the worst of it. Now, what was going on in China besides just generally speaking the war? Let me tell you a few things that the Japanese soldiers would do to Chinese civilians. Now, and, and anybody who knows me knows that I don't have any great love for China, but what I'm about to describe to you, I don't care how much I have a problem with China, nobody deserves what the Japanese did to China during the war. Nobody. And it is heartbreaking to listen to the stories of what Japan really did during that war in China. And you want to talk about the cruelty of dropping the atomic bombs? Let's talk about cruelty. Real cruelty. Not about ending a war, but about prosecuting one. Because, you see, there's a big difference. What we were doing when we dropped those atomic bombs, we were trying to stop a war. The cruelty that the Japanese were doing during World War II was trying to continue a war. Do you see the difference, America? Oh, and to all those people in the cheap seats around the world who like to pontificate about what America did during the war, to end it, do you understand my point? The Japanese were very adventurous when it came to harming other people during the war. One of the things they liked to do is they would actually take civilians, innocent people, including women and children in some cases, as I understand it, and they liked to wrap them up in barbed wire while they're still alive. They would wrap them up very tightly in barbed wire. You ever experience a barbed wire? Anybody out there have any experience with barbed wire? That would be very uncomfortable. More specifically, it would be excruciatingly painful. They would wrap them up in barbed wire, and they would light them on fire while they were still alive. And they would laugh while they were doing it, as best as I understand from the accounts that I've read. They had fun doing it. Does that sound like something that we want to end as quickly as possible? Yes, it does. That's some, that's some real sick stuff right there. But that's not even the worst of it. That's not even the worst thing the Japanese did. Do you know they would actually use living human beings as bay for bayonet practice? They would use them for bayonet practice. For those out there who don't know what a bayonet is, a bayonet is like a sword that goes on the end of a rifle, or a knife that goes on the end of a rifle. And they just stab them repeatedly until they died, using them for bayonet practice. They did it for fun. You know, what the heck. They would rape women and girls. Girls as young as nine, in some cases, nine years old. And women as old as 80. And they would do it repeatedly. For days. They did it for fun. And they laughed while they were doing it. You want to talk about cruelty of dropping the atomic bombs? What about that? And let me tell you what the atomic bombs did. There, and by the way, I got more stuff on what the Japanese did during the rape of Nanjing and other things. I'm not even going to get into it. But for anybody out there who's against us dropping the atomic bombs in World War II, here's what I want you to do. I got some instructions for you. I want you to study in depth for the next two years of your life what the Japanese did to the Chinese civilians and the Koreans during World War II. I want you to study every brutal detail of it. I want you to read every account that you could possibly find. I want you to read every book that you can possibly find. And then I want you to write a series of essays on how you feel about that. And then I want you to tell the world, I want you to write a piece, an article, telling the world how you're fine with that continuing for another few weeks or another few months or another year while we try to end the war with Japan without dropping the atomic bombs. I want you to tell us how that's okay. And then while you're doing that, I want you to picture in your head that it's not just some distant Chinese person 80 years ago who's getting wrapped up in barbed wire and set on fire while they're still alive while some nine-year-old girl gets brutally raped by an entire military unit. I want you to think about your mother, your family being wrapped up in barbed wire and set on fire, and I want you to think about what you would do to stop it. Would you want those two atomic bombs dropped just to end it, just to end the suffering, so that it didn't have to go on just one more day? Just one more day. Because, you know, people are complaining, you know, about... I, I, heard, I haven't seen the Oppenheimer movie yet, but people are complaining that they're not showing victims 
of the atomic bombs. They're not showing video or pictures of the, the victims of the atomic bombs after they were dropped. Well, why don't we show, I mean, if, you're, if, you want to, if, you want to, if you want them to show that, why aren't you advocating that we show the victims of the Japanese Imperial Army? Because I've seen some of those pictures. Those are pictures that keep you up nights, unless you're a sociopath. And I don't look at those pictures because I enjoy it. I look at it because it's my responsibility as a human being to make sure that never happens again and to understand why those two atomic bombs were necessary and why I'm perfectly fine with those atomic bombs being dropped. I'm not happy about it. I don't celebrate it. It's not about vengeance. It's about just making it stop. All we were doing was trying to make it stop. The Japanese were trying to keep it going. We used a lot of really horrible weapons in that war to try to end it. The Japanese used a lot of horrible torture, mutilation, and brutality to keep it going. And they enjoyed themselves in many cases while they were doing it. The American people did not enjoy watching those atomic bombs go off and looking at the pictures afterwards. That was the Japanese that enjoyed that. Not that specifically, but what was going on in China. They enjoyed it. Not all Japanese, and many Japanese didn't know about it. But that doesn't matter. They were enabling it. And when I see the crocodile tears about what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, all I ever think about is those Chinese civilians. That's all I think about. And how much we needed to stop it. And if the dropping of the atomic bombs only ended the war like one month earlier, it was worth it to stop another large group of Chinese civilians from being wrapped up in barbed wire and set on fire while they're still alive while Japanese soldiers laugh about it. It was worth it. Because one side was prosecuting that evil war, and the other side wasn't. The other side just wanted it to stop. The Chinese people just wanted it to stop. The Korean people just wanted it to stop. And since most of those victims are not alive with us today to talk about it, I will. Because I'm sick and tired of Americans living fat and sassy in 2023 pontificating about this. Or 2020, 2015, going back. This has been going on for as long as I've been alive. And quietly what they're saying when, when they say we shouldn't have dropped the atomic bombs, it was horrible to drop the atomic bombs, they're saying people like Colonel Tibbetts was a war criminal. They won't say that out loud, but that's basically what they're quietly saying. Colonel Tibbetts was a war criminal, basically. No, he wasn't. Colonel Tibbetts was not a war criminal. Colonel Tibbetts was doing a terrible job that he had to do to just make it stop, to make the hurting stop, to make the killing stop, to make the torture stop. You want to study some cruelty before you ever study the dropping of those two atomic bombs on Japan. What I want you to do is I want you to study the rape of Nanjing in detail. Oh, I want you to read everything, all those details. And no, it's not about vengeance. It's about making it stop. It's about justice. It's about freeing those people in China from that god-awful, that torture, the mutilations and all the rest of it. It's about freeing them. Now, did they use that freedom wisely? Nope. But that was their decision. It was their country. Can't really do a whole heck of a lot about that. But America's had to do a lot of that for the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world couldn't do it. Nobody else could make it stop. China couldn't make it stop. Korea could not make it stop. The Soviet Union maybe could have made it stop, eventually. But honestly, they would have exacted the same kind of brutality and cruelty on Japan as Japan did on everybody else. Because the Soviet army, they, it was made up of just a bunch of animals. The rape of women in East Germany by the tens of thousands demonstrated that. But nobody else could stop it, except us. That was a responsibility that fell upon the United States of America. It was not a responsibility that we asked for. We didn't want it, but we had to do it. Does the world appreciate that today? Not really. And this American guilt that some people feel over this crap is just disturbing to me. Before you feel guilty about those bombs, go study the rape of Nanjing. And everything else that happened on the business end of the war over there in China.
and then write a, write an article, write a piece, and tell us all that you don't give a crap. You still think we shouldn't have dropped the bombs. I can't say that. Because I just, I mean, if I would have been alive at the time, and if I had known about everything that was going on in China, I just wanted to stop. And the only way to make it stop as quickly as possible was to drop those bombs. Not even talking about the American soldiers that were over there dying. And on that note, I mean, just in case you're curious about whether or not the atomic bombs really matter, Japan, Japan didn't surrender because of the atomic bombs. They surrendered because they were fighting the Soviets and the United States all of a sudden as of August 7th of 1945. From Emperor Hirohito's speech of surrender to the Japanese people, and I quote, Moreover, the enemy has begun to employ a new and most cruel bomb. The power of which to do damage is indeed incalculable taking the toll of many innocent lives. Should we continue to fight, it would not only result in, the, in an ultimate collapse and obliteration of the Japanese nation, but also it would lead to the total extinction of human civilization, end quote. Oh, I think the atomic bomb was on his mind. I think it had an impact. Not only that, he almost didn't get to deliver that speech. There was a coup attempt to remove Emperor Hirohito, or at least to pull him back from power so that he couldn't announce a surrender, the military tried to, tried to orchestrate a coup at the very end of the war, right before the surrender announcement was sent out, to try to keep the war going. Oh, but don't worry, Japan was right on the verge of surrender. We didn't need to drop the atomic bombs there, Roman. They were going to surrender. They were right there. They were going to surrender the whole time. Really? Do you really know that? How long would that have taken? Another week? Another month? How long? And how many more Chinese people getting wrapped up in barbed wire and set on fire? Civilians, women and children being used for target practice. Ladies and gentlemen, there was one country in the world who could make it all stop. Just one. In a timely fashion. And that country was the United States of America. We did what we had to do. Colonel Tibbetts did what he had to do. And the people who flew with him did their job because they felt like they had to, I'm sure. They just wanted to go home. They didn't want to conquer Japan. That wasn't the point. They just wanted it to stop. And knowing what I know in hindsight about China and Korea and what happened there, I'm glad they made it stop. It is heartbreaking that Japan did not surrender sooner. I will never be happy that those atomic bombs were dropped. But I will be grateful to the people who did it, and I will be grateful that we did drop those bombs because we made it stop. So if you're hearing any voices out there, folks, from the uh, Monday morning quarterbacks sitting comfortable in the United States of America or elsewhere in 2023, knowing full well that their family's not going to be rounded up tomorrow, wrapped up in barbed wire and set on fire, talking about how we shouldn't have dropped the bombs. Understand that these people largely have no freaking clue what they're talking about. And they were not in China in 1943, watching this happen. Watching whole cities get annihilated. And the kind of torture you pray God never happened in this world happened to many hundreds of thousands of people. The history of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, is often misunderstood, mischaracterized, not really studied, just like this garbage that we talk about with the Revolutionary War, like, you know, the United States, or the colonies, rather, declared war on Great Britain and started a civil war. No, we didn't. Now, the, uh, the British Parliament did that. Uh, the King of England did that. We didn't do that. People who say that either don't know what they're talking about or they feel that, Amer that, that classic American guilt about everything it is that we do to defend ourselves or to defend other people. I'll never understand where that guilt comes from exactly, but it's disturbing. It's kind of this self-hating, self-defeating attitude, and it doesn't belong anywhere near the American Revolution or World War II. And I wish we could, I mean, honestly, if we could have dropped those two atomic bombs sooner, I wish we would have, and I wish we would have ended the war sooner. 
if only so that, you know, a few hundred or a few thousand or however many Chinese civilians didn't have to be wrapped up in barbed wire, set on fire, used for bayonet practice, or buried alive, while Japanese soldiers laughed and cackled about it. My real regret about World War II is that we couldn't build those bombs faster, to end the war faster, to save more of those civilian lives in China and Korea. But we did the best we could, and we did better than anybody else. Like I said, nobody else could have ended that war as soon as, as, soon as we ended it. So I want to thank all the uh, veterans of World War II who set those people free. However misused that freedom might have been, you set those people free. Free from the torture and mutilation of a Japanese Imperial Army that would not have stopped until we stopped them. You did that. The veterans, the ordinary combat soldier on the ground, the Marines, the airmen, the sailors, you did that. I hope everybody understands, you know, my perspective on this and the necessity to drop those bombs. And I will never take, like I said, I'll never take any joy in it. We never should. It should not be a happy enterprise or a celebration every August that we drop those bombs. And we don't. I mean, does anybody in August ever celebrate the dropping of those atomic bombs? I've never seen it. I've never heard it. Those de- the, the days that those bombs were dropped, I believe it was uh, August 6th and 9th, I believe. Those days just kind of come and go, and we don't really think much about it except the, you know, the articles that get written in August about, oh, you know, this, it's been X number of years since we dropped the bombs and so on and so forth. It's kind of a solemn occasion, as I believe General MacArthur articulated it. And I will let uh, General MacArthur take us out of this episode with those last few words from him. So please stick around for the last few seconds and uh, listen to General MacArthur. But until next time, this is Roman signing off. Thank you. It is my earnest hope, and indeed the hope of all mankind, that from this solemn occasion, a better world shall emerge out of the blood and carnage of the past. A world founded upon faith and understanding. A world dedicated to the dignity of man and the fulfillment of his most cherished wish for freedom, tolerance, and justice.